0: Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Tasia Valenza. She's an Emmy-winning VO artist, a TEDx speaker, master communicator, where she teaches the art of confident communication. Tasia, thanks so much for being on our show today.
1: It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Chris.
0: So there are very, very, very rare people who understand the voice and with communication skills, as many of you know, I'm a speaker where I travel the world giving talks, people often assume that if you are a great speaker, you can get paid. And I tell them, I said, it's not the truth. You actually can be a horrible speaker and still get paid. But if you do speak well, it is helpful and speaking comes down to the words you use, the tone of voice and body language. In Tej's case, She's an expert in voice. And so if you're on a podcast or radio, it's all about the voice. So Teja, when did you realize you had this gift in your voice?
1: Well, I call myself a recovering actress and a fully functioning voiceover artist because I started as an on-camera actress. And of course, being actors, we tend to be quite damaged uh, because of all the rejection. But I, um, I knew that I loved acting and part of... The skill set of acting, of course, was partly the voice and understanding what the voice can do. But then when I became exclusively a voiceover artist, uh, all my acting skills that I used to be able to show in my body and my face and all had to be channeled in my voice. And I recognized that I was a master of it as I moved through thousands of commercials and narrations and animations um, using those acting skills, but being able to um, intentionalize my voice based on what role I was playing and, uh, doing it very successfully and seeing that I didn't have to be on camera and is, and actually was quite liberated from not being confined because so often as human beings, especially actors, um, you know, we're boxed. We, uh, what we look like, our type, how tall, how short. And, um, when one's a voiceover actor, that all gets taken away. And it's strictly about what the beautiful instrument of the voice can do.
0: And let's talk about the purity of that, Tasia, because in case our listeners don't know, I actually used to be, I used to do some acting, I was a singer-songwriter, so I've done a lot of entertainment stuff, right? And what, I don't know if our, our, our listeners know this, but like the Hollywood world is so typecast where they literally say, we want a 24 year old white middle Western woman with this, like there's so specific where yeah. it's like it's literally yeah. racial profiling.
1: Yeah, it's really, it is world, actually a mutual problem. <laughs> like, yes.
0: Literally, I, I remember I heard a voice message, and it was like, "We're looking for Denzel Washington's foot double, and the foot cannot have any marks in it. It has to be this kind of shade. It can't be <laughs> scars or tattoos." And it was like a foot double, but I yeah. just remember like that's how specific they are. Now, in your world, it's actually quite inspiring to know because I just came up with this as you're sharing. You literally have the perfect job because you can literally be or do whatever you want on the voice because they don't see you. There's a a guy named Malcolm Gladwell who wrote a book called Blink. They talked about how we're all prejudiced. We're all all prejudiced because we're prejudging, but in your case, you can literally morph into whatever role, person, man, woman, girl, guy, older, younger, based on your voice. So how did you understand this versatility in your voice? Because again, most of our listeners are entrepreneurs and executives. And frankly, so many executives are horrible speakers. They have no tone of voice. They're Uh boring. And so mm-hmm. how can you teach some of our educators, I mean, our, our mm-hmm. listeners about their voice and how to use it in a more compelling and inspiring way?
1: That's a great question. Well, uh, I created from being a voice of artist for 35 years and an actress, um, a Give Great Voice platform, which I, uh, and the um, definition to me of what Give Great Voice means is to move and touch someone with your voice. So that is the understanding, um, the breakdown of what I teach is the art of confident verbal communication by thinking like a voiceover actor in your own life to play your personal and professional roles more successfully. So what does that mean? it means to understand that um, we all play roles uh, in our lives. We're multifaceted, magnificent beings. And so um, the role of speaker, if we ask the four questions, uh, which I do for every role that I play as a voiceover artist, who am I? In other words, what's my character? Who am I speaking to? What do I want? And how does my voice support that intention? So is the role of speaker If we were to be more conscious and go before an audience of 500 and say to ourselves not only do i want to convey this information but what do i want what's my intention do i want to inspire today do i want to have them think that i have authority and trust in my voice? Do I want to make them laugh and have fun and be enthusiastic? What do I want to affect from my audience? Then we have so much more power to understand that our voice follows that intention. Our voice will follow it if we have command. But the first part is to think about it. Who am I? Who am I speaking to? What do I want? and how does my voice support that intention does that make sense
0: no absolutely it's so powerful and it's actually backed by science too the MIT human dynamics laboratory actually studied teamwork and team success and they literally tracked having these various data points and they found that 50% of a team success is based solely on how you communicate and so you obviously are a master of your voice but can you share an example of how you help a client? Like, let's say someone's like super monotone or doesn't have yes. a nice timber. Like, what are some specific things that we can all do perhaps to improve our voice and to have that sense of warmth and inspiration in your voice?
1: Sure. Well, again, you know, it's, a, it's the simplest thing we can start doing is actually... Um, uh, is to borrow from people that we admire in other words to play like i i've played poison ivy in the arkham games and she's a seductress and so no matter what her intention is to kill somebody she still has to seduce them to get them to come forward right so if i were to understand that um that's the sound of seduction so I, I, I practiced what that sounded like before I you know, learned to do that. So to really borrow from our favorite speakers, whether that means um, to stand in the mirror, one of my uh, mechanisms that I shared to uh, it, the night before you go in to speak, you stand and you do bead in the mirror. Bead is breathe, empower, affirm, and dress. So if you're going to be a speaker and you, you can't speak if you can't breathe, right? So very important because, you know, even the, the most um, experienced speakers, I'm sure, you, our, our biology affects us, right? We get a little scared, a little bit nervous. Do you ever feel nervous or are you past that as a speaker at this point? I, or- I get
0: excited. I just like transmute that into excitement. <laughs>
1: right but at first but before when we, 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 you were confident the nerves can get a hold of you and yeah, you sure. know excitement and and so your biology is taking over that fight or flight so deep beautiful diaphragmatic breathing three deep breaths just to get ourselves centered right and have that power in our voices as an actor you understand diaphragmatic breathing many people that yogis but it's literally that belly breath so breathing is the first thing so that we don't get into that very very nervous state you know when we end up saying other things and we don't you know we don't say what we mean and mean what we say that's one thing have to breathe and then you know to practice and empower, no matter what if you're a speaker, you want to uh, engage people with um, authority and enthusiasm, right? So you practice the night before, maybe you stand on your hips with a power pose. Amy Cuddy made uh, the power pose famous in her famous TED talk, you know, that if you stand in a Superman pose or a a Wonder Woman pose for two minutes, your testosterone goes up, that's your power hormone, and your uh, cortisol levels goes down, your nervous part of you. If you stand there and channel um, your inner superhero, your inner Batman, and speak powerfully, like over-exaggerate, like, it's a pleasure to be with you today, Chris, and I'm really excited to be on your show. And you <laughs> didn't necessarily do a hundred percent of that, but really understand how that engages a sense of authority. Why do we love Superman? If Superman stood there and said, "Hi, my name is Superman," would you, be, you know, would you be impacted by him? No, because it would be incongruent with what you expect. Right? Same with Wonder Woman. So you empower yourself by practicing and playing with your voice, playing with the placement. What does it sound like to be enthusiastic? You know, look at your favorite people. Then. You affirm, you affirm, I am going to knock this out of the park. I am the self-speak, right? Because if we are, if we're not engaging in positive self-speak, then those fears can actually, again, diminish literally our voices because we don't feel like we're deserved to be heard. So I, uh, you know, affirm yourself in that same powerful, and then you dress the part and then you go out and you know that you have utilized your voice as an instrument to play with it and, and twist it and tune it like a beautiful violin or a guitar. And you understand, you know, in certain moments, you're going to want to engage those audiences and draw them in a little closer. And in the other, you're going to want to show that you have authority and another you're going to want to show enthusiasm. It's literally just understanding and becoming um, the master of this beautiful instrument. And of course, if anyone plays an instrument, you understand it. it takes time to develop it, but consciousness and awareness are the beginning of that.
0: And that we have a <laughs> Emmy-winning performance, literally because Tasia is an Emmy-winning voiceover artist. Tasia, thanks so much for sharing your voice and your power. How can our guests learn more about you and stay in touch with you?
1: Um. Thank you so much for asking. I'm uh, TasiaBalenza.com or Give Great Voice. You can find me either way, but I'm on every platform, Instagram and LinkedIn. And I love teaching people how to empower themselves with their beautiful voices and groups. And uh, it's my pleasure and honor to have a chance to to talk with you and Give Great Voice with you, who is a master communicator yourself, Chris.
0: Thank you, Tasia. Have a great day.
1: You too.